What shall we do with the opening line of this text? Let's acknowledge that there is a bit of a misinterpretation minefield about submission in the marriage sphere that we need to deal with first, and then we can turn to what holy submission looks like and what it doesn't look like. Let's also start by backing up and reading the verse immediately before, in which Paul enjoins us to submit to one another in Christ's love. And let's extend the reading to include the other vocations of life as well, parenting and work. This will be, in a sense, a sermon about vocation. As members of Christ's body, we are enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit to put into practice the gift of Christ's love given to us. Welcome to the Sand Hills Lutheran Ministry Podcast. I am Pastor John Edding. On this 13th Sunday of Pentecost, we are continuing a sermon series on the letter to the Ephesians. The title of this sermon is called Members of His Body, and it is based on Ephesians chapter 5, verses 22 through 33, expanded to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 21 through chapter 6, verse 9. Thanks be to God. Let's get to the sermon. Grace be unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Well, the movie scene is pleasant enough. You can imagine this scene. A family is, is picnicking in the park. They have a blanket spread out on the gr- green grass. The basket is full of goodies. And the weather is great. Some swans are swimming lazily by in the pond. And the wife, the husband, are just enjoying this time. They're they're enjoying the sun and their conversation that they're having. Their kids are throwing a ball, playing catch. And the soundtrack in this movie scene is just a nice, it's just playing a soft, you know, classical Um, music. The scene is idyllic. It's just wonderful. It's a pleasant picture of family life. But what if you changed the soundtrack? What if you kept that scene the same? You know, the picnic in the park with the family. But instead in the scene in the movie, instead of of a soundtrack from, let's say, Vivaldi's Four Seasons. Uh, What if the soundtrack is playing a different score? What if this soundtrack includes shrieking violins, uh, minor keys, and dissonance, and the soundtrack playing in the background is ominous? Tension filled, and if you're watching the family in the park listening to this soundtrack, well, what do you expect will happen next? I don't know. You're expecting that pretty soon you're going to see uh, the face of an evil clown lurking in the sewer. Uh, you know, scary, right? So, what do we do with the opening line of our text? Wives, submit to your husbands as to the Lord. Instead of hearing a canon in D or Jesu joy of man's desiring uh, or some other pleasant soundtracks that you might have heard at a wedding, maybe your own, some women who hear this exhortation by a man named Paul 
that they should submit to their husbands will always hear it with a measure of jaundice. Some women have been subjected to cruel uh, and abusive husbands, and their broken soundtracks that they carry around with them sound more like a score from a tragic drama or even a, a horror movie. The first time that I preached a sermon on this text uh, years ago, I got an earful after the service and the receiving line from a woman who didn't agree with Paul. And I'm guessing that she carried around a different soundtrack you know, about marriage and relationship with her husband. Maybe it was even a broken soundtrack. Paul is not telling us, he's definitely not telling us to submit to cruel and abusive husbands or spouses. We do not use his words to encourage someone to do that. But let's acknowledge that there is a bit of a misinterpretation minefield about submission in the marriage sphere that we need to deal with first. I'm sorry, I need to turn this on. <laughs> we need to deal with that first, and, and it's not just about the topic of marriage. We all carry with us broken soundtracks related to our relationships in the areas of marriage and family and work. So yes, let's acknowledge that these words are hard to hear for too many people. And then we can turn to what holy submission looks like and what it doesn't look like. Uh, let's start by backing up. Just back up one verse in our text here. Back up, and we, we read it, we heard it last week. And it's, it's verse 21, where Paul enjoins us to submit to one another in Christ's love. So verse 21, submitting or submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So we hear Paul admonish us to, to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Paul speaks of a more excellent way, a way of mutual submission to one another, a relationship which puts the other first. And if you look at the whole chapter 4 and up through verse 20 of chapter 5, Paul is talking about the recipe for this mutual submission that Paul has in mind. And marriage just happens to be the first spot where he is applying it today. And you can read further beyond our text, you can read... Uh, the next nine verses up to chapter six, verse nine. And then you will see that this mutual submission also includes the other areas of life, being a son or a daughter, being a parent, um, and employers and employees. So in, in a sense, this sermon will be about vocation. Vocations of life, as, as members of Christ's body, we are enabled by the power of the Holy Spirit to put into practice the gift that, of Christ's love given to us. 
My focus will be on, though, the marriage sphere today. And if you read from chapter 5, verse 21, through chapter 6, verse 9, it's a long passage of text. So let's bear down on this key verse, verse 32. The mystery, which is marriage, is profound, and I am saying that it refers to Christ and the church. Marriage is instituted and commanded by God. It is a sign. It's a sacred thing. It's a divine sign in the word instituted by God for our own temporal good. The the Lutheran confessions state that marriage was not first instituted in the New Testament, but in the very beginning, in the creation, at the creation of the human race. It has the command of God as well as certain promises that pertain to our bodily life. So here is the benefit of marriage for this life. Marriage is a divine sign of Christ and his sacrificial love for his bride, the church, but also the church's submission to her Lord Christ. So now we're talking lordship and submission. And here I am indebted to the work of uh, Dr. Leo Sanchez, who's a professor at Concordia Seminary. We're talking about lordship and submission. Again, I, I grant that after the fall, this is, of course, difficult to grasp what joyful submission is supposed to be, or gracious lordship. What are those supposed to look like? In the world, submission and lordship are synonymous for oppression. And of course, we can all see this disfigured state of affairs by looking in a mirror. We are oppressor and oppressed. Each and every one of us has attempted at one point to lord it over one another or over others, and or has been oppressed by another. At times we want to live for ourselves and do what we want without submitting to anyone. We do this in our congregations, in our institutions, and in our homes. We are oppressor and oppressed in our own marriages even, in subtle and at times even in crass ways. So, The church has never been immune to the attacks of the evil one against marriage. The the pain of hurt, the lack of reconciliation, divorce, and so on, and so on. And yet, the church is still a great place to look for good examples of faithful marriages because there in the church, Christians learn to bear the cross for another, practiced more than any place else, practiced more more in marriage, this bearing of the cross. And And through the cross, Christ really finds what lordship and submission are. Through Christ, we learn that lordship is exercising one's power, not to lord it over others, but by sacrificing 
for them. You want to be Lord? You sacrifice for another. That's how you are Lord. And what is submission? But exercising one's freedom, not for oneself, but rather in service for another. Both are acts of unselfish love, when you think about it. Actions where you have to die to self in order to make room for the other neighbor. Whoever wants to be my disciple must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Submission and lordship. Well, it sounds like Jesus, (laughs) doesn't it? He submitted to his Father. Though he was the Lord of heaven and earth, he submitted to his Father and to the mission to which he was sent for us. Jesus, who did not come to be served, but to serve, to be Lord by serving, by giving his life for us. So right away, we see the benefits of marriage for each one of us, even for the whole world, because every once in a while, the world peeks into the church and to see what's going on. Marriage is that unique place to go to learn from the Holy Spirit about lordship and submission and what they are, the way of Jesus. In marriage, one learns what it means to bear the cross of lordship and submission. Indeed, it is interesting that we are given no other place in Scripture to go to learn what it means for Christ to love the church or to learn what it means for the church to love Christ back. We're not directed to the dad and the son relationship, but though that is a blessing, of course, Not the mother or daughter relationship, not the relationship between best friends, not the relationship between pastor and a lay leader, uh, not the man-pet relationship, uh, and so on and so forth. We are directed to this one place to learn lordship and submission. In his marriage book, Luther offers this prayer for the newly married couple, husband and wife, Lord God, we beseech your never-ending goodness that you would not permit this, your creation, or ordinance and blessing to be removed or to be destroyed, but graciously preserve it among us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Why such a prayer? Why is Luther so concerned for God to preserve marriage? Well, if marriage is destroyed by the fabric of human life and the great school of godly relationships is gone. This sign, this unique special sign of Christ's love for the church and the church's love for Christ would not be around for the world to see. The husband and and wife relationship is that great sacred sign, the profound mystery, the go-to place instituted by God to both admonish us against our sin, but to teach us again and again to bear the cross by exercising our power and using our freedom to serve others, not for ourselves. So how should we use this power and authority handed over to us in our vocations as we relate to one another? 
And how should we exercise the freedom that we've been given in the gospel as we relate to others? How do we learn lordship and submission? Well, for those who are married, return to your marriage. That's where you will practice. That's the great school. (laughs) And for those who are not married, well, hang around people who who exemplify faithful marriages in church. Perhaps you come from a household that you saw that, and, and perhaps not. I was blessed to see what a good marriage was, uh, was like from my parents. I also was blessed as I started off uh, early, as we started off early in our marriage, um, by looking into, peeking into the marriage of one of my mentors at the time a Christian mentor who who loved his wife and later took care of his wife when she descended into Alzheimer's or some mental uh, decline. He cared for his failing wife. It was hard sometimes, but he would not have traded those days with her. This is the image of Christ and his church. It it, It is the vision which God has always had for every marriage. But we take this marriage relationship seriously. God has promised to show us through marriage what lordship and submission is. And then we can bring that to whatever it is that we do in life. You know, being a son or a daughter or parent or employee and employer. In and through marriage, the Lord has given us a sign and a way to learn lordship and submission. The way of Jesus The way of Christ serves the church and the church serves Christ. So avail yourselves of this great gift that is marriage. Enter into that mystery with fear and trembling, but also with faith and joy, trusting that God will bless us through marriage. Even those watching from the outside, yes, God will bless through marriage. what we learn in marriage, the cross of Christ one learns to bear for a close neighbor will shape your service to others and all of your vocations. And what a blessing this is. Talk about counting their blessings. Janet and Steve were looking at all of the, where they were in their living room together in their apartment one week after one week after their wedding and they were uh, going through the wedding gifts and they diligently wrote and sent out cards to their wedding guests who generously gave them gifts now it turned out that some of those gifts stayed in their boxes some were placed on a shelf and some of the gifts were used regularly in their married life together. Janet loved to make cakes uh, at special times with the electric mixer that they got for their wedding, a wedding gift. Steve, he just loved to make omelets, uh, usually every Saturday morning when they had some special time together. He used this special omelet pan and a spatula that he got as a wedding gift. In the evenings after supper, they would usually go to the couch and they would sit down on the couch to read devotions from a devotional book 
given to them as a wedding gift. Christ's wedding gift, Christ's wedding gift to every couple is his love. Now we can leave it in the box or on the shelf, or we can put it to work in our relationships today. He did give it. We can put Christ's love to work in our other vocations that we have in our family life and at the workplace. Christ gave his love for those relationships as well. And this is how much Christ loves us, the church, that Christ loved the church. He gave himself up for her so that by washing her through baptism, she might be holy and without blemish. What a blessing this is. What a blessing this is as we put Christ's love to work in our lives. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.